Okay, so let's kind of review where we're at in the term. And I'm going to pray for us. We're now officially halfway done, or uh, a third of the way done, right? Yeah, no, 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 no. We're <clears throat> over 10 chapters in, right, where there's a total of 30 chapters. Right? So as of right now, we're a third of the way through. I'm, I'm planning, uh, I was p hoping to pick a new book for next term. This just came in, and I'm so <laughs> bummed. This is a Greek one book, not a Greek two book. And so as classes are, as classes just, uh, I think they went up this week. Did classes go up this week? Was it yesterday? Yeah. Um, okay, so here's, here's what I, I, I wanna kind of do real quick. We're a, a third of the way into the term. I'm sure you're exhausted. I'm sure you are overly fatigued. I'm sure there's not one more ounce of room you can fit inside of your own brain on Greek declensions, let alone your other courses. Let alone your other courses. If you remembered, if you remember back to day one of this class, as if I, I'm not, I'm not going to hold you to that, but as if, if you can remember back to day one, we talked about learning, uh, learning items. Um, in terms of how do we learn Greek? How do we memorize Greek forms? How do we grow in our Greek abilities? Greek is different than other courses that you take. Greek is different than other courses that you take. I would suggest that language learning, language courses are different than other courses that you take. So for example, my church history class, I lecture the entire time and I, I anticipate students just to sit back and to enjoy, right? To enjoy new topics that they've probably never heard before, different than an exposition class. Uh, and then we'll do some primary text readings. In your theology class, you're gonna, you're gonna wrestle with a few things in class and you slowly just kind of put things together. But again, it's still teacher heavy. different. It's like lifting weights, right? It's like lifting weights. I can tell you what weight to lift. I can show you how to lift the weights, but you have to lift the weight, right? You have to lift the weights. And what this class time is, it's as if I'm coming in and I'm spotting you, right? I'm spotting you. I'm like a trainer. I'm out in front of you and I'm saying, we got to get here by this time, but I need you to sprint there or I need you to run there. I need you to do the workouts there. And so language learning, it reveals a lot about us, right? It reveals a lot about habits. You can look back over the course of the past five weeks. You know, you know where you dropped the ball. You know where you could have done other stuff. You know where uh, uh, items where you thought, man, I totally should be looking at Greek right now and I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm not doing it at all. We're a third of the way in, okay? I anticipate that everyone in here feels about two to three weeks behind. That's normal. It is so normal with language learning to feel weeks behind, right? It's different than theology course right here, right? It's different than Dr. Schaus's theology class. You can sort of show up and having skimmed the readings and skate during class, right? If he calls on you, you can probably talk around the topic because it's not the first time that you've sort of heard the topic by this time. 
that's not sewn here, right? That's not sewn here. I'll say, Aaron, give me this, and you can't look at helps. This is the first class you've heard of. This is, might be the first time that you've learned what is the function of a genitive, right? And I'm holding sort of your feet down to the fire, say, I need you to answer this. You gotta answer this, and I'm gonna put you on the spot. So as we continue to navigate, as we continue to navigate, turn this into a spiritual exercise, right? Turn this into a spiritual exercise. I hope you're praying before every class. Um, I, I still have memories. I still have memories of my Hebrew, right? I shared, I've shared some stories with, with, with you about my, there's a reason I'm not teaching Old Testament in Hebrew. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I could not get anything better than a B minus. Could not get anything better than a B minus. I would spend every class, uh, I, would get, I would show up early, thumbing through the cards, thumbing through vocab cards, and I could hear the professor coming, walking down uh, the hallway. And at that moment, I would spend about three to four minutes in prayer before I would begin studying. And I remember items that he would tell us. He would say, make sure that you, when you're outside of class, you pray before study. While you're memorizing declensions, you're thinking of people in your church. Right. We talked last week a little bit about why are we trying to learn the function of a genitive? It seems like we're parsing hairs. We are. Because there's going to come a point if you are called to ministry and you land in a church as a pastor, the eyes are on you to provide clear explanation of the text. Right? So right now, right now, you are lifting hard and heavy weights for your church that you'll be ministering to in about five to 10 years and about 15 years from now. You're creating habits now, right, for that church then. So do you feel behind? Of course you do. Spend time in prayer. Make this a spiritual discipline. Make these spiritual habits. When you're studying Greek, pray beforehand, pray after, afterward, asking God to bless you, asking God to give you insight, asking God, uh, God to give you uh, space, space to learn, space to memorize. And as you're memorizing, as you're memorizing, this is a tool and a means by which you will better know the scriptures, which will then make you a more effective teacher, which will then inter help, which in turn will help the health of the church that you'll be at. Let's pray, and then we're gonna actually do an inverted class. We're gonna pray, we're gonna take a large quiz up front, okay? So let's spend time in prayer, and then I'm gonna hand you a quiz that will probably take about 30 minutes, maybe a little bit longer, okay? Alan and Mandy, I'll send this to you here in a moment. Lord, we, we ask, oh Lord, we ask, oh Lord, that you bless us May you bless us and cause your face to shine upon us, giving us grace and mercy. Help us, O oh Lord, help us to learn, to memorize, give us a sense of energy as we study um, Greek. Help us, O oh Lord, to know the scriptures better because of our time in here. 
we give you great praise, O Father, because of your Son and through the Spirit. Amen. Okay, go ahead and clear your desk. Okay, no helps, no helps. All right, well, let's go ahead and get started. We are going to start with readings. Excellent, thank you. Thank you, Sandy. Okay, I've been calling you Sandy, is it not Sandy? Sa How do you pronounce this? Sandy, oh, awesome. But you go by Sandy. Okay. Yep. Just that's totally fine. I just want to make sure. <laughs> that's right. Okay. Where are we at in Colossians? Chapter three. Okay. Has anyone noticed a difference between Colossians and First John? It's harder. Oh, good. Colossians chapter three, what, what this is doing, <clears throat> uh, uh, I grew up playing sports. I doesn't look like it, but I still try to run. <laughs> Probably about four times a week, try to run. Yeah, 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 I think it's other thing. I think it's other health things. Like I, I had a, there was a big cancer scare in our home probably about four years ago, thought that I had cancer. So this was, Jesus, this is, this is what was really odd about it. My, we, my mother went to the doctor cause she had the flu, right? You know, they check the, you know, lymph nodes or the, just to double check how things are going. And then they found that she had an enlarged thyroid. Uh, ended up going into the doctor. Uh, she at that point had two different types of thyroid cancer at the same time. One was genetic. The other one was um, uh, sort of the normal thyroid cancer that people can get. Thankfully, both of them were inside the thyroid and so they didn't expand out, able to take it out. Through that process though, we found out that my grandmother was the carrier my aunt ended up having uh, not only thyroid uh, uh, cancer showing, uh, but also had brain tumors. My daughter and I tested positive uh, for the possibility of cancer. And so there, it was a prophylactic surgery. And so about four years ago, I just put on tons of stress weight. I don't know if any of you have ever put on stress weight. I can't lose a dime. Um, because I, I, uh, we thought I and my, my daughter uh, either had it or on the verge of having it. So when I say, uh, I try to run, great. But back to Paul, Paul is like running hard marathons in order to prep you and to equip you at a type of workout level, only then for us to go back to First John and it's I don't know if any of you have lifted weights, any of you have played sports. There are times you lift heavier and it's a shorter reps so that you can go back to lighter weights to work out longer and harder. Colossians is middle of the road in the New Testament. 
So it gets harder than this. It's okay. Hebrews and Luke are by far the hardest. By far the hardest. Once we jump outside of the New Testament, uh, this is this is kitty play, honestly. Because it's vernacular, it's spoken Greek. Or Greek from people with a second language, for example, John. The other way around. This is considered kids' play. Oh, am I going? I did. I went the wrong way. I went the wrong way. The analogy works the other way. This is simple. I'm sorry. This, yeah, this is simple when compared to other Greek uh, comparable. I know. Yeah, we're gonna keep getting there. I did finish. Oh, 100% healthy. Yeah, 100%. So, but it, it's, yeah, the running analogy led me down to cancer. Yeah, I'm totally fine. My daughter's fine. But it was like, a, I don't know if anyone has ever had stress weight. Stress, I, I just, it just like locks into your body. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, let me see, where is it? Oh, who is this from? Mandy or Alan? Do you have it? Did it go to you? Yeah, Mandy. Yeah, Mandy. Uh, so there, uh, that's to help you. Great. Hi, Mandy. That's to help um, with uh, uh, vocab for Decker. So it's a, it's a tool to help with uh, learning more vocab. So it, someone put the vocab words of Decker already in a vocab sheet for you to be able to kind of roll right through that. Okay, verse one, verse one, anybody? You skipped a line. Minas. Translation. What is I? If what? If therefore or if then. Passive. You have been raised. With Christ, where's the main verb of the next clause? Say, tete, seek. Now, this is interesting. Ta, ano. Ta is an article preceding a preposition. Since the preposition has no object, this is an, it turns this into an adverb. This happens very rarely. Seek what? The things above where christ is estin kathemenos go together where christ is having been seated where have we learned uh dex uh, dexia yet yes right yep that's where we get right dexia 
seated at the right hand of God. Verse two, anybody? Be eager, let's go. Good. Uh, that short verse, uh, that's a short uh, kind of expression or a short two clauses, go ahead and read verse three. Good. Good. Verse four. Yep, I'll, let me start over. Verse four, Hatan a Christos fane rothe, he sowe he mon, tate kai humes sun auto fane rothe seste in doxe. Stay. Fane ro they. Not at all. If we do, I, I can't think of an example. Stay. Yeah, it's a middle. It's either going to be, okay, remember the four quadrants of endings? We've yet to learn the bottom two. Let's go bottom two. Okay, verse five. Be eager, be eager, step into this. Malang. Try that one more time. Yep, porneon. Yep, smooth it, smooth it out. There it is, good. Hetis estin idolatria. Good. Okay, let's go ahead and transition over to chapter 11. Let's go ahead and transition over to chapter 11. Last week, I went a little bit too quick through chapter 11 and realize that there's a couple of items in here that I need to walk through uh, a little bit tighter. So we're going to dive on in to chapter 11. When we talk about nouns, when we talk about nouns, we need to think in terms of declensions. Declensions are considered 
noun families, noun families. Third declension nouns are different than the two, one, two. So now we have a two, a one, a two, and then a third, okay? So when we work with the two, one, two, second declension masculine, first declension feminine, second declension neuter. When we work with the third declension, it's third declension masculine, feminine, sh uh, share the same form. Masculine and feminine share the same form and then um, neuter has its own form. Did it just go away? It sure did. Oh, come on, there it is. There it is. Okay, so when we put together the endings for this, second declension, masculine, declension endings. Go ahead and uh, repeat or move ahead of me. We have os, u, o with a iota subscript, on, and now we then move into the plural. <clears throat> oi, own, ois, us. Tell me the rules. <clears throat> Tell me the rules of how we build nouns. How do we build nouns? Do this. That's right. That's right. Good. First declension feminine, we have two forms, right? We have two forms. Let's do the alpha form first. So we have alpha. We then have os. A iota subscript. On. Good. Let's do the A before we move on. So we have the A. Ace. A with subscript. Aim. Good. When we move to the plural, both of these will be subsumed under one form rather than two forms for the plural. And that's going to be I. And then what? Own. Uh, uh, yes, 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 yes. Ice, os, there it is. What are the two rules for the neuter form? What are the two rules for the neuter form? It's rule one. Always alpha. Okay. So we then are going to start off with on, genitive, ooh, dative, good, on, plural, 
Good. Good. So the 212 is going to follow these types of forms. Once we move into the, uh, the third declension, our rules, um, let me say this, our patterns greatly differ. Our patterns are going to greatly differ. Third declension singular, masculine, feminine, it's gonna end in an S, it's gonna end, the genitive is in an os, the dative is in iota, the accusative, either an alpha or a nu. Why such a different set of letters? If the root ends with a consonant, it's gonna be an ah. If the root ends with a vowel, it's gonna be an in. Okay, once we then move to the plural, it changes to a what? What's the nominative ending? S. Good. Own. S with a movable new right there. And then us. The neuter. We're going to call this a zero ending. Zero ending means there's no normal form. There's no normal form. That's what I mean by a zero ending. After the zero ending, it's going to follow the normal genitive, os, the e, then in the accusative, what is it going to be? Same. What is a zero ending? What do I mean by that? There's no normal uh, ending, right? In other words, uh, it's going to be fully dependent upon that word that we're looking at. Okay. Yes, yes. The accusative, uh, sorry, the plural nominative, what's our rule? Ah. Next, as usual, next. Sin, as usual, followed by, uh, in about an hour, I'm gonna ask you to reduplicate this, the whole chart. Okay, and any questions? Any questions? Go ahead. Yeah, it's gonna be in terms of the lexicon that will, that's gonna uh, uh, distinguish for you. If the genitive is an oo, that tells you it's uh, a one, or, uh, sorry, that tells you it's a two. If the genitive is an os, it's gonna tell you it's a third. How do we know when we're in, when we're reading the text? That's gonna be the, the harder question. You're gonna recognize two one twos like that all the time. What was the question? How do we, how do we, yeah, thanks for that, Alan. How do we distinguish between, um, uh, a second declension and a third declension. So uh, how do we distinguish between a second declension and a third declension? In the lexicon, 
The second declension genitive is going to have an oo. The third declension genitive uh, in the lexicon is going to end with an os. But the distinction, uh, the, the harder distinction, is going to be in the actual reading of the New Testament, the Greek New Testament. That's the harder spot. You will recognize the two one twos like normal. Those are going to just pop out all the time. Third declensions are going to feel like they break rules all the time because you're not used to them as much as the two one two. Because in comparison, the two one two you're going to see far more. Third declensions will often look like an adverb at times. They basileos. Right, the Omicron Sigma, that looks like an adverbial ending, but there's some morphology going on right there because of basile. Then with the os, the E-I-O, crash together, lengthening the O. We're gonna talk about that here in a moment. And so this is where vocab uh, comes into play. <clears throat> so I've been doing Greek for years and years and years and years and years and years. When I look at a, a third declension word or a, a, when I look at a noun, right, that's in the a Greek text that I'm looking at, I have to guess. I have to, I have like four, I strike out probably about three or four times before I actually find it. So you have to learn how to take the, the given form in the New Testament and then try to work backwards with a few different options and that's what I'm trying to show you here. Uh, at, a, at a minimal level, I'm trying to teach us how to find the forms and then what they'll look like in the Greek New Testament. Every now and again, we're doing the Greek New Testament working backwards. Right? That's the harder direction to go backwards. The, this is also why I'm having you read every week, to get used to seeing Greek terms. Because I'm sure as you're reading through Colossians, you're recognizing terms. At this point, I'm assuming that. Okay, let's keep, keep rolling. So before we start looking at examples, I want to talk about the square of stops. Square of, of stops. This is going to be important for third declension nouns and aorist verbs and, per, uh, and future verbs. So this square of stops is not just for third declensions. When a root, when the root of, the, of a word is a labial, meaning it's the, the letter is produced by the lips coming together. P, go ahead and say it. You can feel it with the lips. P, beta, you can feel the lips coming together. And then this one, phi, phi. So you have to use your lips for it to work. This is the labial. When this comes into contact with a sigma, they turn into a what? A psi, a psi. So this is called morphology. 
How do we understand uh, the, the rules of why things change? When a sigma comes into contact with these nine uh, uh, consonants, these nine consonants, uh, the stem is affected. So the stem still stays the same, but what happens is, is we're at the S or the sigma is being added to it, and so it undergoes a change. When we then work with a velar, what is a velar? It's the back, yeah, it's the back of your throat. So go ahead and say it after I, I say these. A kappa. So you can feel it in the back. Gamma. You close, you can feel the, you're closing the back of your throat. Gamma. And then this one is where you scratch. Ki. Ki plus sigma turns it into a C. Turns it into a C. The last one is the dental. Dental hits the teeth. Labial lips, velar back of the throat. Dental hits the teeth. Tau. Tau. Go ahead and say it because I want you to feel it. Tau. Delta. D -d 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 Delta. Theta. When this comes into contact with a sigma, it turns into a sigma. It just turns into a sigma. Okay, make sure this is memorized. Okay, make sure this is memorized. But what we're going to do is we're going to try to put some of these items together. Okay, questions so far? Questions so far? Turn over to page 196, 11.12. 196, 11.12. I want to show you a few items in terms of how the lexicon lists third declension nouns. If you look at sarks, right, you look at sarks right there, what's the genitive? Sarkos. That right there, it lists out the full word. So sarks, sarks, is your, uh, your uh, nominative, your genitive is sar kas. What's our root? You go to the genitive form, you remove the genitive ending, you're left with sark. Your stem ends with what? A velar. Ends with a velar. That is why it looks like that. Right? Okay. Uh, look at Ana Ma. Do you see that next one? Ana Ma. However, the genitive letters are just atas. It's confusing. Right, it's confusing there. So we have anama as our nominative, our genitive, ano, 
Now the alpha right here is then picked up with the atas, anamatas. See how that works so far? Okay, what is our stem? Anamat, go to the genitive form, take off the genitive ending, you are then left with the stem. Okay, we okay so far? Any questions on these two alone? Uh, help, help, which word are you looking at? Okay, so Anamat, talk to me. It does carry the stem the whole way besides the dative plural. So I'm confused. Anna. Yeah, the. Oh, yes. I don't know. That's right. That's right. Okay, so a tau is a what? Dental. What happens when you have a dental plus a sigma? Sigma. We would almost want it to be anamas, right? Anamas. Uh, intervocalic. Come on, Sean. I was just reading on this today. The intervocalic sigma. The sigma is sandwiched in between vowels, it wants to drop out. Uh, when letters at the end, nu and sigma will sometimes drop out. Why? I don't know. If this were a PhD class, I would try to force myself to do it in front of you, but it would be too much. Because you would watch me run down like four or five trails to figure that out. What was that question? I have no idea what you're talking about right now. Yep. So anama, uh, the question was, why is anama the stem? Uh, sorry. The nominative form, when anamat is the stem, why does the tau drop off? And so the tau is a dental, and the nominative ending, um, often, uh, often comes in contact with a sigma, Tau plus a sigma is a, is a, is another sigma. Is is this a um, neuter word? It's neuter. Yep, it's neuter. That's right. So the anamat is the form. Uh, he was more. The question was the question was why. Yeah, I don't have a, I don't have an answer for why right off the hand. Okay, so now let's go to Arkham. R cone, and now we have our uh, uh, we have ontos. How do we add the ontos to this? What do we what spell out the genitive for me without looking at the the helps? Yeah. <laughs> so we have the R 
Omega, if you were to break this down, is a double O. So this is where we're gonna attach the O. R con toss. R con toss. <clears throat> I'm gonna show you how we get there. What is the stem? We go to the genitive form. We take off the genitive ending, which is the os. We're left with our cunt. Our cunt. We have a new and a tau for the nominative right here. We have the new and the tau. New tau sigma. These all crash together right here, then we'll eventually drop out, making that longer. That's where we get the own. Okay, so let's keep rolling. I'm gonna keep rolling here. F nos. What's the genitive? F, so we, we pick up on the O, the genitive in the lexical form picks up on the O, the Omicron there, then it goes with the Upsilon Sigma. Upsilon Sigma. What's the stem? So <clears throat> when we have a No, he, he doesn't touch it on the first chapter. No, he doesn't touch on the first chapter. Yep, so the stem is going to be F, no. F, no. Yep, causing the Omicron to drop out, the eta will replace it. Or the F, uh, the, yeah. Epsilon to replace it. F nos, F nous, F ne, F nos. This is a harder one. It's neuter. That's right. It's neuter. That's right. That's right. Yep, that's right, that's right. Okay, so let go ahead, Alan. What happened to the, why did the, I'm confused why the Omicron went to Eta. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, yeah, not Eta, but uh, what do you call it? Yep. So yep. why did it go to Epsilon rather? Yep, so F, if we were to do this in the, we would have F. What is uh, our neuter plural ending?
ethnoa, right? You can see the ethnoa. So what, what happens is that doesn't sound very, you, this, a, this A sound right here wants to turn into an E sound, ethnoa. So it turns into F, not, oops, F, hold on, F, F, na, uh, A, that then crashes together and turns into the F, na. So a lot of this, a lot of this is not uh, grammar rules, but spoken rules. Ethnaa then turns into ethna, uh, ethnae, ethne. It's, it's just simpler to say. So then when we progress forward, Give me a second. Give me a second. There we go. F. F. Known. Right. F. What is it? Ne. Sen. And then the same as the nominative. F. Ne. No, it always works. There are exceptions. When letters comes in contact with another letter, it helps explain how you get there. So the ethnaa, that this right here is what it should look like. Ethnaa. That's what it should look like. If ethna following normal rules, but it doesn't, it, uh, keep in mind that Greek, Koine Greek is vernacular Greek, not written Greek. So it's what would be common language. We break English rules all the time when we speak, right? We're watching this unfold right here with Greek. It's just, we don't know enough Greek to know that it's breaking a rule. Yeah, but it doesn't, it doesn't follow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. You just figured it out. That's exactly it. Yeah. So it's a lengthening. The lengthening means uh, a letter is going to change. We, we could put the double O, that's right. <laughs> Is there a, yeah. There are rules. Um, 
Do you have, do you have uh, so, does someone have, can someone open up, I can open up Amazon real quick. Can I ask another question? Yep, go ahead. So I, I think on, on the thing you wrote on the right, um, the S not A turns yep. to S not A, Epsilon, but then you, you wrote that that sounds like it wants to be S now with a eta, but is that, should that be just the epsilon by itself? And that becomes the stem. Is that what you were saying earlier? Yeah. So let, let me bring this over to a new page. F, F, shoot, hold on. F, na is your normal stem because right. it's a neuter. So we're looking at the nominative plural. We want to add an A to this. Ethna-a. Right. The a-a doesn't sound well. That's, a, that's not a normal type of vowel relationship. Right. So the, we then want to start lengthening it until we find it. Ethna, uh, Ethna-a. The Omicron meeting the Epsilon lengthens it. Okay. So the, so the stem is still Ethna, but... That's right. The stem is still the, Ethna. That's right. To get to the nominative plural, then it turns into Ethne, but... Uh-huh. That's exactly right. But no, so right. to get back to the dative and form, it's epsilon? Yeah, so then here, here's how this would play itself out. We have F, ethna plus own. We already have a long vowel right here. That subsumes the Omicron, so it then turns into F known. No, I meant for the dative singular form. Uh, yeah, uh, yes, it's going, let, let me see if I can figure this one out. So we have F, F, Na, plus what, what's our? Iota. Yep, just an Iota. So F, ooh, Ethnoi, why does it go to Ethni? I don't know why it goes to an Ethni. Ethni, Ethni, Ethni. Why does that go to an epsilon iota? I would need to look that one up. I don't know why it goes to an epsilon iota. It, yeah, but oi is pretty common, ethnoi. It, yeah, but, but, but look at uh, omicron sigma os is typically a nominative, right? Except for here, it's an agenitive. Um, yeah, I would need to look that one up, Alan. Uh, look up this book, William Mounts, The Morphology of Biblical Greek. Morphology of Biblical Greek. Uh, Will Mounts has an introductory Greek book. I'm sure we're all familiar with it. Um, I'm sure many of you are pretty shocked why I didn't pick it. I think it's a terrible introduction. His morphology is phenomenal. Morphology of Biblical Greek. 
So what I'm going to do is I'm going to look this one up to figure out why. Uh, you don't tell him that. Yeah, yeah, don't, don't tell him that. Good goodness. <laughs> I'm going to stop you right there. <laughs> mm -hmm. These are six types. No, that's right. Yep. That's right. That's right. These are six types. All the, the vocab that we're about to go look at are going to fit within these six types. That's right. That's right. <clears throat> yep. Yes. Yeah. And, and what I'm, what I'm attempting to try to show you is, is what happens to letters when they come together. Has anyone taken Hebrew before? Is anyone, everyone in who's, how about this? Is this your first language that you've learned? Excellent. So I bet this sounds just really weird for you. Hebrew does this all the time. Just letters fall out. Lengthening of vowels happen all the time. So this is what I'm just saying. Like this is, These are just odd rules that happen in Koine. We, what we're trying to do is figure out the normal rules or the, the pattern rule, the pattern appearances of Greek letters. So yes. So here are some basic rules that come together. Some of these are stumping me. I need to go, I'm going to go look at, uh, uh, look at them. I don't know if I've ever asked the question, why is F not a or f naive turn into f nay. You mentioned something about six types. What what was that about? I have no idea yep. what you're talking. So about. page one ninety six, uh, page one ninety six, top of one ninety seven. Um, Decker is presenting these six nouns as six possible third declension types. So when we jump over to the vocab, which, which is what we're going to do in a minute, they're going to all fall under these six types of third declension noun. Where are we at? We'll get there in a minute. Yep, we'll get there in a minute. Yeah. Yep. 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 Of course it does. So let's keep, let's keep rolling here. Basa Leus. Basa Leus. The genitive, how would I spell it? Don't cheat. Don't cheat. But how would I spell it now? Basa Oops, what am I doing here? Basse le os. So what's our stem? Ba se basa basa le. Yep. Why? I don't know. <laughs> ba oh, yep, yep. Basa le. Let me rewrite this. Basa le. 
basle. So then I can provide the endings. Basle. Uh, this is going to lengthen the os. Basle. Basleya. Basle. The epsilon plus epsilon sigma is going to turn it into an ace. Basalace. Basa lay own. Basa lay. What should this be? Yeah, it's going to be the use. So it still has the sin form, but there's a number of vowels that want to crash together, and so it's lengthening of vowels right there. Okay, so let's flip over, let's flip forward to page 199. Page 199. Page 199. Looking down at the second one, now that we sort of know how the lexicon What it, how do you spell the full genitive? Matas. So that would be the full form. Pistis, pissed. The iota drops out and the epsilon takes its place. Pistis, pisteos. Anama, anamatas. Aner, andras. So what's our stem? The A-N-D-R, that would be our stem, the A-N-D-R, go ahead. Yeah, I'm sure there is. Yeah, I would need to hunt those down. But this is why I'm saying 212s are really normal. What trips you up? Third declensions are gonna trip you up. Yeah, so this one, this one's gonna be pretty easy. But yeah, yeah, let's go. You just solved it for me because I didn't, I stopped thinking about it. On air, on, on, oops, on, dross, on, A N, geez, good. Yeah, A N, A N D R. What's the, uh, what's the stem? A, A N D R. So up here, right? You want to add the Sigma. The Sigma forces the Delta to drop off is what it looks like. And then the Delta needs to be replaced by a vowel on air. 
with the theta. Yeah, no, 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 but it, you're asking the right question though. You're asking the right question. I don't have one that comes to mind right now because I'm only fixated on chapter 11. I would need to think, I need to find one. I'm sure there is, I need to find it though. Okay, flip over top of page, no, got uh, Dinah. I, I was asked about this. So bottom of page 199, Gyne, this right here, or Gune, that, yeah, that's fine, Gune, yeah, Gune. Gune, uh, Gune, this eta is a lengthened what? You can get eta uh, uh, in multiple ways. Right, there's a couple of different variations that we can get this. So goon, the alpha iota kappa gunaikos. Yeah, once we say that again, what's the same thing? Yes, 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 yes. Yep, yep, yes, 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 yes. Okay, any on 200 that I need to do? Care, keras, or kai, uh, yeah. Uh, e. The yes was about if, what would happen if a theta was in this instead of uh, uh no, no that was on the last question how do we how did we get from the guy gunai into this there's a number of length there's a number of vowels that when they come in contact with one another that they form the uh the eta so the alpha epsilon turns into an eta the alpha the a, uh, epsilon epsilon turns into an eta the alpha plus another vowel plus an iota is going to turn into an eta. It's the lengthening of the A and the E vowel that will go towards a, a long E sound. Okay. Top of 200. Kyr, Kairos. Totally normal, ethnos, eth, uh, ethnus, uh, we've already worked on that one. Polis, what's the genitive? Yeah, the ips, uh, the uh, iota drops out and it's the aos. So then it's gonna be the pale, and it follows the basile, basilis, third declension type, right? Because it's the aos. Charis turns into what? It's because it's a neuter. Yep. No. Uh, sorry. It's because it's a feminine. That's fine. It's just be it, it, they're they're both going to look the same. Um. Oh no no no. Accusative singular. Pollen. But it's the AOS. The AOS are going to do something similar. 
uh, charis turns into what? Keritas, good. Sarks, sarkas, soma, somatas, ion, ionas, basileus, basileos, prima, prima tas. Good. Any questions? Take a quick five. We're going to quiz on this when we come back. Nope. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's brutal. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know, in, in all that I've taught Greek, I don't know if I've ever been pressed, why do third declension genitives and third declension nominatives not look the same? That's exactly right. So I've never been forced to answer that question. Marino, you can't get enough of me. Okay. I do. Yep, I do. Uh, doing, uh, so Greek 2, and then uh, patristic theology. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do, who has to take Greek 2? So, like, is it, does your program... What is your program? So you have to take Greek too? Okay, good. Yeah, good. Okay, good. Yeah. It'll be the same time. So it's this same block. Yeah, yeah, it's the same block. Yeah, good. I'm, I'm actually glad to hear that. Because... <clears throat>
All right, well, let's go ahead and circle back around to uh, lesson 11. <clears throat> what do I need to revisit with you for you to be ready for the quiz? Any other questions? Any other questions? Any other questions? Absolutely. So the general endings. <clears throat> um, masculine, uh, the two, one, two, or just the three? Just the three. Third declension, masculine, feminine, share the same form. Third declension, neuter, is its own form. So rather than a two, one, two, it's a three and then a three, right? Okay. So S, sigma, and then os, iota, alpha or in a new, alpha or a new, depending upon, yeah, it's a vowel or a consonant, what it kind of comes up against to. I'm gonna do singular and then I'm gonna do plural. The plural is uh, uh, S own sin us. Once we get to the third declension neuter, it has a zero ending. Os e zero ending. And then it goes into the alpha, and then it's our normal endings. Own, oops, sin, alpha. Okay. Okay, ready? Clear the desk. Clear the desk. So the vocab quiz that I had you take earlier was, is, that's not gonna be recorded. The vocab quiz earlier is not gonna be recorded. That's merely to review our vocab, right? It's a way to kind of test and assess, but I'm not gonna count that towards our grade. This one will be counted towards the grade. Just to highlight everyone on, on how everyone's doing. Does everyone feel behind? 
course you do, right? What's the norm? You'll probably feel three to four chapters behind all the time. So you gotta let me push you behind from behind. You gotta catch up, you gotta catch up, you gotta catch up, you gotta keep feeling that, we gotta stay on track. So there's that in front of, in front of you, there's a carrot drawing you along, right? But essentially, <clears throat> let's run through all of our quizzes so far. Quiz one, extra credit. Quiz two, I've yet to grade, that's, that's gonna be graded. Quiz three, we did that in class with everyone. Quiz four was last week. So essentially, everyone in here has at least 200% grade, 100% uh, quizzes with an extra credit quiz. So we're, we're actually all sitting okay. Mandy and Alan included, did that make sense? Okay. So today is gonna count though, okay? Clear the desk. All right, the quiz should be coming through, Mandy and Alan. Double check. So it's, it says that it's uploading on my end. Uh-huh. Yes. That's why I put both there. You got it. So Alan and Mandy, just, just so we're clear on that, that first chart, 
First declension feminine, go ahead and provide the alpha and the eta type of endings there.
each noun. Yeah, each noun. Um, so nominative, masculine, singular. Genitive, feminine, plural. Okay, when you are starting to finish, once this is done, you are free to go. You have 10 more minutes left on this quiz.
Turn over to the back on B. Let's translate this as a class. So look at B. Kai huias to anthropu. What is that? And the son of man will shame him. Will shame him. When he comes, how does he come? Whose father? Yep, of his father. And then meta. Do we know meta? Preposition. Do we not know meta? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With not agion, the holy angels. Okay, two more minutes. It is Make sure your name's at the top. Your name's at the top. Top. Drop it up here at the front corner. You are all good to go. Alan and Mandy, go ahead and take a screenshot of it. And then email that back on over and I'll grade it tomorrow. Okay, good. All right, thanks, Alan. Thanks, Mandy. All right, have a great night. We'll see you next week. I'll send out an email tomorrow detailing what specific chapters for next week. Okay, because we're a little bit off the schedule right now.